I have harnessed the shadows that stride from world to world to sow death and madness. My name is Don, and I play Hilliard Cordova, the reporter. I'm Emily, and I play Elsie, the pilot. I'm Rob, and I play Misha, the deprogrammer. Hi, I'm Harley, and I play Carmen, the scientist. And I'm the keeper and storyteller, Paul Bonnell. Welcome to Sons of the Fathers. move right now, or see, or smell, but you can think, and taste, I think. But don't worry, the others will come back in time, we hope. To tell you the truth, we don't really know, but that's why I've been assigned to you. I'm here to jog your memory. So who am I? My name is Campfire Campbell. I'm a storytelling nano-AI that has been adopted by the Neogen Corporation. My purpose is to tell stories to elicit certain effects in my subjects. Lucky for you, the effect listed on your sheet is simply to nurse you back to health and help you remember how you got to where you were and why you were there. After which, we'll charge you with all applicable crimes. We'll likely meet again after that, but that's a different story for a different day. Today, we're going to talk about the recent events on a planet called Earth. We think you're from Earth. Maybe you remember. Maybe you don't. We'll see. Our story begins with a pilot named Elsie Wagner and a budding scientist named Carmen Rodriguez. Common, where are you at at the uh, Tilling Guest Hall? Just like the furthest corner, away from everyone in the darkness, probably. Writing in a notebook or something. Okay, yeah. Um, in, a, in like a booth at the back? Mm-hmm. Okay. So as you enter the hall, Elsie, you probably know her common spot. It's like right at the back there with the booth. Um, she's got a couple of books there, and uh, are you just going to go and talk to her? Yeah, I rush over and I say... Carmen? Hey, Carmen. Uh. Uh. Carmen, I found something. Uh. Okay. I found I found this Theron Black box. I thought you might want to take a look at it. What? What? Yeah, let me see it. I give it to her. Okay, yeah. Um, she hands over a clear rectangle sheet of uh, black glass with smooth edges. It fits in your hand pretty nicely. Um. As you touch it, it ripples with data and, like, uh, with a code input will be needed. Um, you can't read the characters on the screen, but you are familiar with them because you've seen, like, a lot of Theron ships and uh, insignia and all of that. Oh, wow. This is really cool. Um, Elsie, are you going to sit down? Uh, I'm just going to stand and watch her. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so I was doing this routine delivery, you know? Uh-huh. And my Theron escort just dropped out of the sky. Uh-huh, very interesting. And I, I just had to take a look. Right. I'm not paying any attention. I'm looking at the glass. <laughs> Wh what do you think could be on it? Uh, I'm, uh, kind of... Secrets? Conspiracies? Like a biologist type of deal. I, uh, don't really know. Can't you hack it? Uh, probably not. N but maybe Hilliard... 
But you're Carmen. You can do anything. Uh, yes. My name is Carmen. I believe in you. <laughs> uh, thank you, I guess. Uh, but probably Hilliard can deal with this better than I can. Hilliard? All right, so you, you don't know Hilliard. Never heard of him. Are you <laughs> sure you can't do it? Oh, um. It's kind of a big deal. Mm-hmm. They could kill us for this. <laughs> H- how, uh, did you s- say this is Theratech? Yeah, took it from there. And, um, Elsie's gonna take a moment and... Mm. Oh, dear, that's Theratech. Uh-huh. And, and I stole it. And you took it from me. Now, now you're an accessory, which is almost worse than stealing in the first place. <laughs> Um, uh, what should we do? Didn't you say there was some guy named Hilliard? Yeah, but, oh no, this is really bad. Uh, Hilliard? So, Hilliard, you're sitting in Chilling Gas Hall as well. What are you doing? I am double-checking some notes from a testimony on a story I'm doing. And I'm just uh, dotting the I's, crossing the T's before I start uh, hammering it out. All right. Um, well, yeah, you hear Carmen calling out your name, and um, I would say panicked, but uh, she always sounds that way. All right. Uh, Hilliard will sigh, close the notebook, fold the paper. <clears throat> I can't imagine what I did to upset her all the way across the bar, but I walk over. Uh, you said there wasn't any panic in her voice? Hey, you know, it's hard to tell. She's... Quite a jittery individual in general. <laughs> okay. Uh, I walk over, a little exasperated. Yes, Carmen, what can I do for you? So as as you're walking over there, you do see her standing with a pilot. Um, Elsie, can you explain what you're wearing? Uh, overalls. All right. It looks like she's is, from the 50s. Is she scruffy, neat? A little scruffy. Okay, okay. Um, and rosy. Okay. Um, Rose, a rosy overall wearing lady. And, uh, I think from the character question, she's short, right? Uh, yeah. All right. Um, Carmen, can you give us a description on what you look like? Cause I realized we didn't get into that. Um, so Carmen's got these big round, a uh, little bit like reflective glasses. Um, she's got a really big curly, like big old mane of hair. And, um, <laughs> she's wearing kind of like a blazer that's too big for her. Like she got it from a thrift store and she's uh got a skirt and stockings i that's so cool i love it and um uh, she's not wearing them right now but uh you have hilliard sometimes seen her uh skating around tilling guest hall with some roller skates nice <laughs> i love that so much all right so hilliard you woke up um what would these two see uh a shorter balding man with light brown hair uh scruffy as well but uh, unkept facial hair, like uh, he hasn't shaved in a few days. Slack clothes, just mm-hmm. a standard kind of shirt and tie, like old school detective kind of look. But the entire outfit could uh, use some ironing. He's about five foot five. Okay, so yeah, that's what you see when you woke up. Hey, hey, you, Hilliard, can we trust you? Uh, trust me with what? Can we trust you? Carmen, is this a friend of yours? Uh, I would use the word friend lightly, but, uh, maybe, I don't know. 
We're real good friends. Um. Oh. Okay. I, I have a thing. Or she has a thing that she gave to me that I'm now holding. Uh, as you look down, you see in Carmen's hands is a device. Um, you would have seen these several times in your like reporting job. Um, and as soon as you do see it, a pang of dread hits you as it is very clearly Theratech. Um, in fact, her, her hands are shaking uh, a little slightly. Are her hands shaking or is it the item that's shaking? Uh, her hands. They're shaking more out of excitement than fear. <laughs> okay, I see that um, in, a, in a hushed tone. Where did you get that? You shouldn't have that. And I'm looking around the rest of Tilling Dass Hall, just looking for anyone to notice the mm. three of us chatting. It's hers. You, miss, uh, where'd you find this? I found it on a Theron ship that crashed. My, my escort, he fell out of the sky. Were you seen? I don't think so. I mean, I was pretty thorough in crashing my own plane in the same wreck. So they'll likely think I'm dead, I hope. Otherwise, Carmen and I are in real trouble. You did what now? Yeah, you know, it, it makes sense. I need to cover up, you know? Like, make sure they think I'm dead. So, can you hack it? I, uh, I can give it a shot. I bet there's weapons of mass destruction on there. Oh, gosh. It's a Theron ship. Of course there are weapons. I guess I could take a look at this. Yeah, okay. I hand it over. I take it and I start examining it. Alright. As you're looking at the device, Hilliard, you quickly realize that this is absolutely beyond your uh, capabilities or understanding. If you do want to try anyway, we can do a science Theron tech roll, but, um, mm -hmm. I mean, you have absolutely no experience in that at all, so it's really up to you. Uh, looking at the device... If it is from a downed ship, the Thera would have went to the ship and tried to salvage anything. If I hit the wrong thing and send out a signal, it's going to bring them all right here. Oh, gosh. Yeah, and I don't want to risk one of the nicest places in Savannah for some trinket. Maybe I could take it to a friend. He's got, a, he's, he's got equipment that might be able to hack this sort of thing. Can we trust him? I trust him with my life. We? Yes, we. Yes, I also trust him with your life. What? I think you said that... He's a very good man. He's got a past that may uh, give him certain ways of accessing things that me and my Butterfingers just can't do, but let me just get a hold of my pal Misha. Alright, so how are you going to do that? Are you going to go to his house? Uh, actually, first, Misha... Where do you see yourself living? Are you inside the city walls? Are you on the outskirts of the city? Are you outside the city? Um, I see Misha being in like a studio apartment. Okay, so I imagine you're just outside the city walls. You're not incredibly wealthy, but you have been useful to the Thera um, and the law enforcement sector. Uh, and with that comes, you know, some privileges. So as an aside, how does Hilly usually contact Misha? I think Misha's the kind of person that needs to be contactable immediately by the police if he's needed so maybe he has a, a home phone um it's poor quality just enough to get the job done okay yeah that works so hilliard how are you going to go about contacting misha i would likely use a phone but i don't think i want to use the phone in tilling hall as it could be tapped more easily than a uh, pay phone out on the streets 
Yeah, that's smart. Um, all right. So being a local, you would know the closest payphone is about two blocks down along the river. You would also know that there's a quite a significant amount of patrols that go along this area. So you might be cautious about taking the device with you. Yeah, I really don't want to be caught with it. I'm just a man calling a friend. Okay. Um, Elsie and Carmen, are either of you going with them? Uh, who's taking the device and, you know, generally what's happening with you guys? I'm going to stay here with Carmen. You go get your friend. Sure, of course. Take a load off. Hang out with your friend. I hope I'll be right back. <laughs> Make sure you're not followed. Oh, gosh. Me? I'm a nobody. I won't be noticed. All right. So you're going to make your way out down to the payphone. Mm-hmm. As you step out the door, you're on Indian Street. Um, the cold air hits you in the face. It's quite refreshing. There's no longer smoke and alcohol wafting at you. The sound of the bar dies behind you. You're just going to straight make your way to the payphone, yeah? Yeah, I'm going to walk at a casual pace. Uh, go along, take out my notepad and fiddle with some notes, just casually walking at night. Yeah, it's, just a, it's just a normal night for you. Yep. Alright, yeah, you make it to the payphone without any issue. Um, when you get there, however, you do notice two Theron guards. Um, that's not unusual for this area. Um, they're standing tall in their blue-lined guard regalia. Uh, at about eight feet tall, their backs arch forward just slightly. In general, the Thera are quite humanoid, though they have some pretty big differences. Like, to start, their ears are sharply pointed, their arms are elongated, easily reaching their knees while standing straight, and their faces are gaunt and sunken. Their cheekbones protrude just a little too far, illuminating even further the, the slight blue glow of their eyes. And anyone who pays enough attention will notice they don't seem to have teeth either. Um... These two are standing about 20 feet away, looking across the river with their backs to you. Um, and in their hands are matte white rifles um, that hum gently in the night air. Would I be harassed for walking out and using the payphone at this time of night? Um, no, not really in this area. This area is considered like a recreation zone. And as long as people don't get too rowdy, they'll just pace around intimidatingly looking for a reason to beat on or kill someone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, I will continue the payphone, keeping my head down, just walking along. All right. Yeah, you get to the payphone. Um, as a note, this payphones um, no longer have boxes around them. It's just a phone in the, you know, just on a, a pedestal there. Oh, okay. I'm going to dig into my jacket, pull out my little address book, and find Misha's number and dial it. Okay. Misha, what are you doing at home? Misha's sitting at the small table of his apartment. He's got a red pen in his hand and he's marking an academic paper. Across the cover it says, The Psycho-Sufficiency of Caste-Based Iconography in Semiotics by Jay Salinger. Okay, um, as you're writing away, you hear your phone on the wall ring. It's usually work-related. Misha lets the phone ring once or twice before stepping up and walking over to it. He takes it off the cradle. Hello? Adam, hey, it's Samuel. Ah, oh, Samuel. How wonderful to hear from you. Business or pleasure? Uh, pleasure this time, actually. I found some radio parts that you might want to cobble together. Are you still playing around with those things? Radio parts? You don't say. Um, yes, yes, I am. Come right over. I'll put on some tea. Okay, uh, I might need some help carrying it up. Do you mind if I bring a couple people over to help me get up those stairs? Anyone I know? Uh, nope, nope. But they are very eager to see you work your magic on these parts. No worries. I'll see you soon, Sam. Awesome. Take care, Adam. See you soon. 
Uh, as you hang up the payphone, one of the Therans standing by the ledge of the river looks back at you, Hilliard. Uh, they're not doing anything in particular, just a, a deadpan and gaunt stare. Ugh. Okay, uh, I'm not even going to make eye contact. I'm just going to smile to myself, adjust my jacket, sigh, work my way. I'm going to gonna walk around the block the opposite way from the way I, that I came. Well played. Um, but I am going to need you to make an appearance roll if you want to pull off being suave and non-suspicious. What's your appearance score? It's uh, 35. <laughs> so, uh, just a d10? Um, you'll want to roll both percentiles, um, and then you want to get on or below your percent on that stat, which is 35. Um, and above that will be a failure. Okay. Okay, I got uh, 48. Oh. <laughs> Alright, yeah. Alright, so now you have a choice. Um, okay. You failed your first check, and and that's the first check of the game, actually. Um, and you might think that this is an important check to pass. Maybe. Uh, you have the option of using your luck skill, actually, to bring your score down to 35. What'd you get? You got a 48. Um, you, yep. Yeah, so you can use the luck to bring it down. Um, however, doing so means you have to burn the appropriate number of luck points. Um, and that will take your luck skill, you know, permanently down. Um is that something you want to do? Um, yes. Okay, yeah. Uh, I rolled a 48, and I need to get it down to 35, so reduce my luck by 17. Uh, 13? Ah, 13. Yeah, reduce my luck by 13. Yes, sir. Um, so what does that bring your luck total down to now? Uh, write it down. Uh, luck is now 52. All right, you had a pretty good luck to begin with. That's nice. Um, yeah. Not pretty, but I'm lucky. <laughs> pretty lucky. All right, yeah, you, you act casual. Um, you feel like it's just another Saturday night on the town. Uh, out of the corner of your eye, you do see the Theron turn back toward the water. And uh, you make your way back to the Tillingast Hall without further issue. Um, now, before we have you arrive, um, Elsie and Carmen, what are you guys doing while he's away? I'd be trying to talk to Carmen, like... Carmen, are you sure we can trust this guy? How well do you know him? Um, I don't know him that well. Is he your boyfriend? N no, he... I'm 19. Who is he? How do you know him? Um, he's sometimes here. And I am also here. Okay. Uh, one time our drinks got mixed up. Um, yeah, so as you're explaining that, you see Hilliard walking back to the table. Hilliard, how did it go? Uh, hi. Yeah, yep, called my friend. We are good to come over. Uh, I don't think I caught your name earlier. I'm Elsie Wagner. Uh, she points to a name badge on her lapel. Oh, of course, right in front of me. Um, I'm Hilliard Cordova. Nice to meet you. Yeah, you too. So, are we heading over there or what? Yeah, he, you do that. Have fun. Carmen, aren't you coming? Um, uh... I mean, this is a real science opportunity, isn't it? When are you ever going to get this chance again? These things are hard to steal, you know? Aren't you curious? Yeah, a little bit. She waves the device in your face. You've been here all day, haven't you? 
it'll be nice. I told my friend to expect a couple more people anyway. <laughs> uh, fine. Yes, okay. That's the spirit. So where does this guy live? Uh, he lives just outside the walls. Small apartment. Uh, don't worry, he's no friend of the Thera. He just has to work alongside them sometimes. Ah, oh, so a wolf in sheep's clothing. <laughs> I was going to say that. Alright, you all clamor together, um, pretty much dragging Carmen along. For the sake of brevity, I'm going to skip the next part. The trip to Atlanta City is only a couple of hours, and they basically just sat there. Alright, Rob, uh, what does Misha's house look like? I believe you said it was a, a, a studio apartment, right? Yeah, I think it's old world architecture. It's it's the legacy of a building that was built before the Theron arrival. Um, the brickwork has like stood the test of time. Um, so his apartment is a studio apartment on the fourth floor of a squat, solid building. Kind of old bricks and some obvious damage on the outside. All right. Um, the rest of you, uh, you all disembark the train a few blocks away from Misha Street. It's about 10 p.m. Uh, you know the Theron will be stepping up their patrols. You're you're not of any particular interest, but they tend to have a heightened presence after about 10. Okay, uh, understood. I'm just going to lead Carmen and Elsie to Misha's building. When I get there, I'm going to buzz his name on the intercom. Meh. That's, I probably could add real sound effects, but let's just go with I that for now. I yours. <laughs> um, without replying, Misha buzzes the door open. Meh. <laughs> Uh, I'll hold the door open, uh, ladies. Thank you, how polite. I go in after, hit the summon, the, uh, the recall button on the elevator. Uh, yeah, as you get to the elevator, you actually see that they're completely out of order. There's a handwritten sign saying to use the stairs, and it points to the left. Question. Yeah, what's up? Does the button light up when you press it to call the elevator? No, it seems to be completely devoid of any power. Mm. Well, looks like we're taking the stairs. Okay. Um, as you'd expect, there's somewhat of a damp smell, and you hear some people on the first floor yelling at each other. The walls have definitely seen better days, but it's still fancier than a good majority of the accommodation you'll find outside the walls. Um, anyway, you get to the door. Misha's already waiting in his doorway. Um, he's leaning against the door, but one of his hands is on the back of the door, ready to close it if anyone else came wandering along. Okay, cool. Um, what does Misha look like? What do the others see as they approach you? Um, Misha's a man that you would say is just getting past middle age. Uh, he's dressed in a button tweed jacket with patches on the shoulder, uh, though the buttons are sort of straining against the extra girth around his waist. He has salt and pepper hair and a beard that's pretty well kept, and kind of inquisitive blue eyes that are framed by horn-rimmed glasses. Okay, awesome. Um, how old is he? Oh, uh, just shy of 50. 49. All right, so that's what you guys see. Oh, Sam, it's good to see you. Come in. Adam, yes. And I wait to introduce the others until we're behind their closed doors. Okay, yeah. Rob, give us a, a general rundown of what your apartment looks like. Oh, it's sparse. Um, the door opens into like a single room studio apartment. Um, and immediately as you walk into the doorway, there's a table with a set of four chairs around it. They're those um, industrial metal type chairs, functional, but not pretty. 
Um, off to the left is a small kitchenette, and then to the right there's a couch that's kind of in a semi-unfolded state as a bed. Okay. Um, just as a point of interest, where is the phone? The phone is on the kitchen counter. Okay, cool. Now, Carmen and Elsie, what are you two doing? I'm just looking around. Uh, yeah, me too. I would have, uh, taken my skates off due to the stairs. <laughs> so I'm just, uh, nervously fidgeting with them. Oh, where are my manners? This is Elsie and Carmen. I met one of them today, but Carmen is an old friend. Uh, hi, howdy. Seeing the warmer welcome from Elsie, uh, Misha walks towards her and says, Oh, uh, Carmen, it's nice to meet you. Oh, no, I- I'm Elsie, sir. This is Carmen. Oh, sorry, I just... Hi. Come in. Uh, come in either Thank way. Thank you. Um, Misha will walk past both of them to close the door. What a lovely house you have. I think it's technically an apartment. Well, it can still be a home. It's functional. Uh, yeah. So, those radio parts. Elsie? Uh, Misha raises a hand for a moment. Then he walks over to an old MP3 player that's rigged to some old speakers. Uh, he turns it on and some gentle jazz music starts to play, adding a bit of background noise. Then he lowers his hand and nods to the others to continue. I take out the black glass from my pocket and I hand it to Misha. Where did you get this? Well, see, I'm a pilot and I was running a delivery, you know, routine stuff. And my Theron escort dropped right out of the sky. I I have no idea why, but when I landed to check it out, he was snatched up pretty bad. And his cockpit was punctured and, well... I don't know anything about their ships, but there's no blinking lights or sounds or anything. So I have to figure there was some kind of atmospheric something. I'm sure Carmen could figure it out. Anyway, I saw this thing and I figured maybe it has some science on it for Carmen, you know? Secrets and things, so I took it. Um, what, what do you want me to do with it? Why didn't you hand it in? I mean, there could be once-in-a-lifetime type information on there, you know? Don't you want to see? Misha looks quizzically at Hilliard. Uh, Hilliard put his hands up. They asked me to hack into it. I said I could try, but I also feel like this could be the chance we've been looking for. I I can, um, try. Misha walks over to a small filing cabinet that's next to his bed, and he takes a key from around his neck. He um, unlocks the cabinet and he pulls out two black cases, which are both marked with Theron symbols. Um, As Misha opens one of them, he looks up at Carmen and Elsie and says, "Uh, I I do some work with the police. Um, If if they need to get in contact, they gave me this. And he pulls out an electronic device that looks like a hand scanner. What's that? It's a decryption device. What's that? Uh, It's like a low-level communication device. They used to have them preoccupation. They were called pages. They sent messages. Um, this is basically that. Oh, wow. Uh, Misha places the black glass onto the decryption device. Okay, as you as you place it down, it instantly lights up and the uh, decryptor starts whirring. You don't know if this is what these devices are meant to sound like, but yours always have. And, I mean, you've got to assume they just didn't give you the best one in the shop. Um... The screen on the glass starts flickering, but eventually it comes to a screen you've seen on other devices you've used in your job. I've never used it like this, but I think it was successful. 
Misha steps back to observe and let the others in to look at the data. I step forward and grab it. <laughs> okay. Uh, as you do, you see the screen is a lot less active than before. Um, instead of the haze of moving Theron code, you see a black screen with white writing. Uh, quite similar to how the local library computers display text. Um, however, as you look closer, you notice that most of the writing is still in Theron code. Every now and then there's English words, but they're few and far between, and you don't get much information from it. Is it broken? Uh, no, no, it's it's encrypted. Police only get so much information from the Therans, and I get even less. You need a certain security clearance to get the more sensitive data. Uh, this machine can only decrypt specific parts. Um, you'll see here, right here, um, these words with the green outline. Those are like suggestions. The machine's trying to make a guess at what some of these words might be. Huh. That's really cool. Can I... Uh... Can I hold it? Sure, here. I give it to her. It's not transmitting location, is it? Uh, no, I mean, it shouldn't be. From my experience, um, Theron beacons are in their, their helmets and their weaponry. This should be safe, hopefully. Okay, so Carmen, you grab the device from Elsie. Um, you can see what I explained just before. Um, as you touch the screen, however, it moves a little and you quickly learn that the... Um, to move the pages of code and like navigate the screen. It's quite the sensation as you don't have touchscreen technology, nor would you have ever used it. Oh, wow. This is... Wow. Now, Carmen, are you trying to explore the functions of this device, or are you just looking like at the information? Uh, I guess both. If there's something readable, I'll probably take a second to read it. All right. Um, as you're scrolling over it faster and faster... Your eye is caught by a line of red text in English. Uh, you find your way back to it, and it reads, um, 900270CPH. You're aware of what the numbers mean, as you've seen them like a ton of times. The 900270 was a ship used by the uh, Theron to take colonists to the new human settlement in a nearby solar system. It was a pretty big deal and was heavily publicized. Since then, uh, that ship has been back and forth, taking resources and new colonists to the settlement. Um, you don't know what CPH means, though. Uh, I want to tap that. Does it work? Um, yeah, rather intuitively. I guess you, you touch the text and it opens a new page. Um, this page is almost completely translated, however. Um, the parts that haven't been accurately translated are surrounded in green boxes. But you still get the general idea that this is a ship log that you're looking at, detailing the comings and goings of the ship. There are quite a few pages linked to this one in, in the same red links that you, you know, that you would now put together. Um, but potentially most interesting is that the uh, passenger list at the bottom is split into two sections. Um, in green boxes, the sections read... Uh, colonists, and the other reads ESNE, which is E-S-N-E. Um, does anybody have any specific points of in English or German? Yep, my English is 97%. Sweet Jesus, that's fucking high. Um, okay, yeah, give me a roll on this one. 42. Alright, yeah, you know that uh, that this is an old English word meaning... Well, at the best of times, uh, it's like a hireling, um, but otherwise a slave. Okay, I tell the others. Uh, that doesn't 
sound good. I'm going to tap the second section. Okay. As you do, another page opens. Um, and the page is populated with a single column of names. Do I recognize any of them? Actually, yes, you do. Oh, God. Uh, the first name you recognize, though not personally, is uh, Brandon Cordova, Hilliard's brother, who you know to be dead. Uh, you guys? Yeah, what's up? You find something? Uh, your brother's name is on this. Uh, as you're saying that, um, and looking back down at the device, you see at the bottom of the list, um, Claudia Martinez. Oh, God. My mother is here, too. What? I show him the device. Um, are you gonna take it, Hilliard? Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna grab it and take a look. Okay, as you uh, take the device from her, your thumb hits the screen and a, a new page opens. At the top of the page is the name Brandon Cordova. Below that is a, a like a, a list of information, like height, weight, age, so on. Um, uh, and just below that is a picture. Uh, you recognize him instantly, although his facial hair has grown out and um, he's aged since you last saw him, like a year or so ago. But it's, it's definitely him. Um, his neck is locked in a, a brace, which is bolted to a metal wall behind him, and his shoulders have straps like that of a straitjacket. Um, but the thing that probably shocks you the most are these large metallic rings embedded in each cheek, through which you can see his toothless gums. His lips have a mostly transparent white gel on them as well, and his eyes are shattered and desperate. The fuck? Uh, roll sanity. Oh shit, uh, that's based on power? Yes, sir. What's your power? It's 45, and I rolled... 66. Yikes. Okay, so, uh, confronted with the knowledge that your brother is apparently still alive, and then that he's in such a horrifying condition, um, your mind is going to start reeling, and without even knowing it's happening, you're suddenly at Misha's sink with a torrent of vomit flowing out of you. Uh, you're going to be unable to talk or react for a minute, um, and you're also going to take three max sanity damage, dropping you down to 42. Um, uh, wait, at, wait, wait, wait. Uh, how much sanity damage? You take three, and you're down to 42. Got it. Um, uh, as as that's happening, uh, the rest of you would have seen Hilliard drop the device to the floor and run to the sink. Oh, God. Um, I'm going to pick up the device. Is it damaged? Uh, it doesn't seem to be it looks like it did before okay uh, i'm gonna try and see if there's a similar file for my mother okay yeah um you click her name and you see the same thing comes up uh similar picture from the shoulder up um hollowed out rings on her cheeks and sealed lips the straps of a straight jacket um and the braces around her throat holding her against the wall you would notice that she also doesn't seem to have any teeth okay uh, so, Carmen, um... Now, before you do that, roll sanity. Um, okay. I have a 70 sanity, and... I rolled a 13. Ooh, nice. Um, okay. You're distraught, but not uncontrollably so. However, you do take three points of max damage, like, uh, like Hilliard. Okay, so I'm at 67 now. 
Um, Carmen doesn't say anything. She places the device down on the table and walks away in shock. What'd you guys see? My mom. She's alive. They have her. Isn't that good news? No. No, it's not. I'm just gonna stand there and maybe tremble. I would give her a hug. <laughs> Aww. Uh, Misha leans in to look at the device to see what it is that's causing the upset. Alright, uh, as you do, you see the set, the picture of um, of Carmen's mother on the screen. Mm. Um, Misha puts the device back down and he leans across the table and starts to open up the second box that he grabbed earlier. Uh Elsie, being the only other person with your wits about you right now, you would notice that the second box has a, a normal human lock, not a Theratech lock. Um, did you say you were opening it, Misha? Yeah. Uh, from inside the box, Misha pulls out a 9mm handgun. He then reaches in and grabs one of the clips and slides it into the gun, cocking it and checking the sights. Uh, now, as Misha cocks the gun, everyone is pulled back to the present and notices that Misha is holding a firearm, which... Common people now consider like a, a, a weapon of mass destruction. Um, firearms of all kinds were completely removed from the population at the very start of the Theron occupation. The fact that this um, device of death is in the room with you is quite terrifying. Elsie um, looks over suddenly and she raises her hands defensively and says, Well, man, what that? <laughs> um, it's protection for us. You know what this means, right? What we're seeing on this device? No. It means there's no going back. We're seeing things we shouldn't be, and people have been executed for much less. Oh, gosh. Do we all need a gun? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I've got mine. And I'll tell you this, I'm not going down without a fight. Um, Obviously, everyone else would know that getting a gun is pretty much impossible and the fact that he has one is, quite frankly, ridiculous as well. How'd you even get that? I was called into a hostage situation. It was threats of someone at knife point, and the police arrived first. Uh, well, before the Theron. And they wanted to calm things down, so I got the call to negotiate. Um, I went into the building, but it was bad info. It wasn't knife point, it was gunpoint. Just some dumb kid. Just some stupid kid. And I I don't even know how he got it. But he was so scared. He just wanted an out to somewhere better. And I managed to calm him down and get him to give me the weapon. But I took too long. Theron peacekeepers arrived. Shot him straight through the wall. Didn't even bother entering the building. The hostage too. Both dead, one shot. All over a knife. I decided it wasn't worth my time correcting them. Just kept it to myself. Shit. Uh, At this point, I'm going to uh, have drunk a glass of water and clean myself up a bit. And a bit breathlessly. Sorry. Sorry about that, guys. No one... No one expects to uh, ever see that. Misha is right. We shouldn't have seen that. There really is no going back, and honestly, I kind of wish you'd just ignore me tonight, Carmen, like you do every other night. Don't you go blaming her. This is on me. 
Oh, yes. Thank you, Miss Elsie. Yes. Thank you for showing me this. You're welcome. <laughs> I'll should decide what's our next step. I don't have a gun. Can't we just turn it off? I mean, at the at the very least. Uh, Hillary's going to grab the device and uh, starts looking for an off button. Okay. As you're touching the screen, you see a symbol that looks similar to a, a human pal symbol. Okay, I press that. <laughs> Alright, as soon as you do, a new page opens. Uh, there are several loading bars, and in a green box in the center of the screen, it reads, Reinforcements requested. Oh, fish. As you can see, things are just going from bad to worse for them, and they were not equipped to deal with the consequences. This is why you shouldn't do crime. You might just end up in a facility like this. But that ends our story time for tonight. We'll pick it up again when you've had some rest. Sleep tight! Are you a filmmaker or someone who enjoys independent film? Then check out the Indie Film Review for an in-depth look at all the latest indie films you've probably never heard of. Yeah, and I'm sure you'll have a real good time. Eh? Get it, Dan? Real good time? Jared, I'm quitting the podcast. Necropoticon. Hard to pronounce? Easy to listen.